Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the pod. We are so excited to have you. Thank you. Cannot wait to talk about all the things, but before we dive in, we always share our influence of the week. It can be anything. It could be a person. It could be a trend, a makeup product, whatever you want. So, Danielle, do you want to start us off with your influence? Yes. Okay, my influence is the Adidas Sambas that I keep seeing literally everywhere. Ugh, so um, cute. My Bordeaux girlies are really influencing me. I feel like the Bordeaux influencers have like every color and I'm obsessed. And Ugh. so now I need every color. Um, and then Josh got some too. However, I'm he is returning so them. I'm so torn. Because <laughs> I just can't. Because I really love flat. them love them that's my problem too josh okay they're love them so <laughs> yes. much they're so cute but like are they too flat like i have to get the platform uh, version so i guess they're not sambas or gazelles oh, but okay. like same thing that changes maybe everything the, okay <laughs> yes, yes maybe yes. but i do okay. uh, they just have so many good colors like now oh, i just would literally double zero want, or whatever the heck that is that is the basic one Oh. No, the Sambas are the basic one. Uh, love those ones, obviously. It's yes, so, so I'm super influenced. I got a pair. I already want two more. So I feel love like they're that. good for Europe. So now I want them all. So yes, that is mine. What about you? Okay, mine is, I feel like for some reason, denim trends every fall. But for this yeah. fall, I feel like it's going to be huge. And like... I feel like I've been seeing so many different denim trends in themselves. So like for jeans, like oversized baggy, but like cuffed denim or like full on denim looks, denim skirts, just literally oversized denim, everything. I do you guys know the brand, the Frankie shop? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been on the website. Okay, me too. I have been stalking this brand for years and years and years, and I finally pulled the trigger, and I bought the Sasha wide leg pants in blue, just very oversized, like super wide leg, and then uh, I went back because I saw my favorite girl, Venetia, you know who I talk about Uh her? She's wearing this like oversized, I think it's a denim material, white with blue pinstripes, super thin, like very oversized. And it's so cute. And I'm thinking that paired with like white kitten heels and like a slick bun, just so chic. So it's just like, give me all the (laughs) denim this fall. I think in the past week I accumulated like five new pairs of jeans. So (gasps) I feel like I really, (laughs) I really love my, my denim collection. So I'm so excited for that. But okay. Love that. Okay, Erin, what is your influence? Okay, so my influence for sure um, is definitely going to be YSL 2023, their fall-winter runway collection. I am just so obsessed with everything that they did. I'm always obsessed, but for sure, like, this season is just, it's so beautiful. It's so oversized. It's... um, one of the like things I saw was like how wide can you go with those shoulder pads and it's just like so oh, I love that amazing Cute. and it's you know it's like masculine feminine powerhouse like I just I love it all and so um yeah I've been like just looking for blazers from vintage stores and thrift stores and really like searching a bunch like in the men's collection because the men's are like they've got the power shoulders so I'm super excited yes. I literally have bought like I don't know, like 15 and I'm like picking and choosing my favorites and then like giving some of them away, but That's using such some a good tip. Oh, it's go to the men's uh, section. Yes. Of blazers. Yeah. It's so good. You guys. So you definitely have to try it. But, um, yeah, that's for sure where I'm at this week. Oh, love. That. I'm obsessed with that. I love that. I feel like YSL is just like so chic and just on trend and it's like minimal, but still, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's definitely very inspirational. Stunning. Okay. Love that so much. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, let's dive into this. So 
for you guys who don't know Erin Fader, she was the one who actually uh, designed my wedding ring with my fiance, which is so exciting. And I feel like I talk about her a lot and we recently posted about her earrings, the big chunky Bottega so dupes in there. So good. I'm so obsessed. Like, so obsessed. Uh, you guys, if you haven't seen them, you have to check them out. But we would love for you to share just kind of a background on yourself and how you got started with you know, getting interested in jewelry and what did you go to school for and just kind of take us back to the beginning and how did Erin Fader jewelry, you know, come to be? Sure. So for me, it kind of started out, I was always an artist when I was little. My mom was an artist, so I had a bunch of that influence in my life. I was always creating things and making things and very much like had a very like entrepreneurial spirit when I was little too, like selling things and lemonade stands and all that good stuff. So cute. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's so funny because like, yeah, you just have these like flashbacks of like, oh my God, I totally did that. Like my was with my son this week weekend and there was a little boy with a lemonade stand and I was like, oh my God, I remember those days. That's so funny. So, um, (laughs) it's super cute, but, um, But yeah, so I got into, you know, when I was in high school, I got into fashion. I got into costume design um, and photography. And after that, I ended up, I decided in high school um, that I wanted photography to kind of be my main thing. So I got into an art school and started studying photography. And that was when photography went digital. And my passion for photography was really like using my hands in the darkroom and being outside and you know taking photos and I was like oh I just don't think I can sit at a computer for so long so that kind of made me switch um switch gears and I was like all right I need to reevaluate reevaluate what I really want to do here and that is when um I actually I started working at a vintage store and started I went to a, a community college because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I got into floral design And I want to say like the common theme for me was always working with my hands. So creating, I really needed to do that in order to be fulfilled. And so whether it was darkroom, flowers, you know, fashion, sewing, any of those things, I I just always, that was where I was most happy. So long story short, I started working at a vintage store and at the vintage store, um, I started, you know, discovering like all of these amazing, like broken pieces of jewelry that people would bring in or like brooches that nobody wore because brooches weren't in style but it was so amazing as like a necklace pendant and I started playing around um I basically I became like I was under the wing of my boss who her name was Gail and she owned Gail's vintage clothing and Gail started teaching me like all about the history of fashion and jewelry And I started like playing with the jewelry there and like taking things apart and making new things. And that's like where my first company, my first brand started, which was called Trashy Chic. And Trashy Chic was was all about like repurposing vintage and basically, you know, making sustainable jewelry. So it really started there. And then it evolved into what is now what I'm known as for Aaron Fader Jewelry. Um, after it was in 2012, um, where I got invited to show at, uh, it was San Diego fashion week. And, um, I got invited to do that. And when I got invited to do that fashion week, I was like, I don't want to be known as trashy chic. Like I need to elevate myself. I need to elevate my brand. I want to create a personal brand and like, obviously like do more eventually, And so in 2012, that is when I rebranded and basically relaunched as a personal brand, Aaron Fader, and introduced that new collection. Wow, so cool. So when you were doing all the repurposing, did you ever get into the, you know, designer repurposing that a lot of people tend to do? Or did you kind of just stick with non-designing non-designer pieces oh yeah I mean I did designer stuff like I feel like I did that like 10 years ago before it got popular seriously like I oh my it was crazy so cool it was so much fun like and there was so much more like real estate so to speak as far as like finding yeah. that kind of stuff you know because it wasn't so trending and it was so funny because 
Um, I have a, I have like a repurposed piece, that Louis lock piece that I'm sure you guys know yes. about. So, so doing that one, which, you know, that was just like maybe three, four years ago when we just, when we launched that one, but it was so funny because it completely took me back to my trashy cheek days. I'm like, oh my God, if I like would have just stuck with that, like, I don't know where, you know, it would have been a completely different path than where I am today. But, um, but yeah, no, it's that whole thing. That whole world is so much fun. It's so amazing. Like taking old buttons from Chanel jackets or wherever it is and like creating new things. Like that is exactly how I truly started making jewelry was doing that like in a vintage store. So. (laughs) Wow. Would you ever do that again? Or are you kind of not focused on that right now? Yeah, I mean, I love it. It's funny you asked me that because I was actually going through some older stuff in the studio recently. And my, what I do now, I actually, it's like, you know, everything evolves, like as an artist, as a creator, you know, you have this like evolution process. And when, one of the things that I still do are, um, I repurpose like vintage stones and I design around those stones and create settings that they can, the stones can be set in. So I have some rings that um, I'm actually super excited about because I'm going to bring them to this um, influencer event and party that I'm doing here in September. But um, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about these. Like, I'm totally going to bust these back out because they're so cool. They're 1920 stones that literally are like a hundred years old. And they're set into rings that are like, we make it either in like silver or brass, gold overlay, gold plating or whatever. And we, you basically create a new piece of jewelry out of this old stone, but the old stone is a hundred years old. Like it's amazing. It's, and it's so beautiful and it's sustainable and it's, it's just, I love it. I'm super passionate about it. So the answer is yes. (laughs) I will definitely bring that back. Definitely. I love that. Okay, so you mentioned you went to community college because you didn't know what you wanted to do. So what did you end up getting your degree in? Did you get a degree? Did you just go straight to freelance? Because I feel like we have a lot of listeners who are either scared or who don't take that traditional path. And I feel like it's so common now. Unlike Danielle and I, we unfortunately went down the student debt college (laughs) as we call it. Um, And like nowadays it's so like different and you can just do so many things and there are different kind of degrees you can get, I guess. So what did you end up doing with that? Sure. So I, what I ended up doing is, um, I ended up getting my associate's degree in um, at community college, and my back, like super personal backstory, is that I actually I ended up having like an unplanned pregnancy when I was um, 19 years old, and I so I ended up that's part of why I actually quit the photography school as well was because I um, I chose to go live in an adoption center and give my child up for adoption. So I had like somewhat of like a very traumatic experience that just broke up the path that I was was going on. So after that moment happened, um, then I was like, I came back um, to my, my life, you know, so to speak, that it was in Cincinnati where I grew up. And I was like, okay, like I got to get my, I got to get my shit together. I've got to figure out my life now and I'm going to start all over, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. So I'm just going to go to community college and get my associate's degree in arts and then I'll figure it out. Like I just had to keep the ball like rolling forward. So I did that and I explored a bunch of different things while I was doing that. And during that time, it's like jewelry has touched me in so many different places in my life. Like I used it for therapy when I was going through my pregnancy. Then I learned about it, you know, at the vintage store. And then as I was a florist, um, I ended up picking up jewelry again and having like my first art show. And like that pushed me into meeting the woman at the vintage store who like then, you know, just again, took me under her wing and taught me so much. And it's like, I just want to say like, as far as like people not knowing what you want to do, like, I think it's just so important to try so many different things. You just have to try everything because like experience I think is so much more powerful than education nowadays. And I know education, obviously, yes, it's so important, but like, I also want to say that 
um, I could have never gone to school to figure out what I wanted to do. Like that just wouldn't have happened for me. So, um, but when I was, when I got the associate's degree, then I decided I'm like, okay, where like jewelry at this point, I decided jewelry was what I wanted to do. And I was like, where do I go learn in the shortest amount of time? Um, where do I learn the most about jewelry? And my dream had always been moved to California. So I ended up finding this school called the GIA, which is the Gemological Institute um, in Carlsbad. And I ended up like applying for a scholarship. I got some funding and I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to go and go to school there. And so that's what got me out to California. And that is, you know, where I basically got my education on gemstones and diamonds. Wow. That's so cool. I feel like I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. That's so cool that it's so specialized. And then like you're actually learning exactly what you want to learn instead of taking a bunch of random classes, like you said, that would have never led you to jewelry or that just like wouldn't have happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was the thing is I was like, I was older at that point too, because of, you know, again, just my history. And I was like, all right, I need to like, I'm like ready. I'm ready to like focus. I'm ready to like get, you know, get things done, get started in my career. And the thing that was, that looked so attractive um, from the outside when I was, you know, looking at the school was like, oh, they have all these like amazing like career opportunities after. And I feel like that could kind of lead into our next thing. Like I chose not to do that though. (laughs) So you know what I mean? Like I, even though I got that education, I still, I just, my choice was, oh, I really want to build my own brand and my own company. And I'm going to go work at a coffee shop (laughs) instead and like start hustling and build whatever I want to create here. So how did you know that? Because I feel like at least like even for us when we were in college like being an entrepreneur or working for yourself was not a common thing it was not encouraged it was like get your degree go to the career fair find a find a stable like nine to five job yeah graduate with your job lined up and then immediately start this job to just be like making money essentially and like I feel like that was like so ingrained in our heads because no one was telling us there were other options so like yeah what inside of you was like do not do this do your own thing um okay so and like was it scary because (sighs) sounds scary it was (laughs) yes it was really scary um I will say like that you know the thing that I always go back to and I've always gone back to is like with my adoption story which I know is you know heavy I was given a second chance at life to to create or be what I want to do you know like I was like my world was completely shut off into like I didn't have a traditional college experience I didn't like I didn't go that route you know like if that wouldn't have happened in my life I might have done the same thing is what I'm saying Mm -hmm. you guys like I literally probably I could have been pushed in that I don't know but like I ended up getting Mm -hmm. like pulled out of like reality and you know went through a pregnancy at a very young age and you know like I said I used jewelry like I was making jewelry like during that time as like therapy and I had a lot of time to think and then when I got projected back into reality and into life after that traumatic experience it was like I was just on a different planet than all of my friends and everyone else that I you know like knew and loved basically and it was like okay now it's kind of it just was very um very like solo so to speak in a sense of like I couldn't connect with like my friends like I still hung out with my friends obviously but like I couldn't connect because I wasn't on that same you know path same you know whatever it is like the same path at the same time that they were so I think I think all of that kind of stuff it just like pushed me more and more into like just like solo internal um just you know what, what do I want to do with my life? You know, what do I want to do with myself? Like, because I'm seeing all of that. And then also just really like my entire career, my entire life has always just been about, you know, my son who I hope to meet at some point in my life, you know, if he chooses to, um, 
that I did something with that life, that I got a second chance mm-hmm. to do that because I, you know, it's just not everybody gets that. And so I think it was all of those things that pushed me. And I also have to say it was a lot of family support too. Like, you know, it, I, I didn't get like money from my family to do a lot of these things. Like, but as long as I was like not asking or like needing that, they didn't care. They were just like, go do what you want to do. It's your life. You know what I mean? So, and I know that that's really lucky. I'm so lucky that I had like family that supported me and said that, like, instead of being like, no, you need to go do this. You need to go do that. You need to, you know, go on, Mm -hmm. follow this path or whatever. So, so I think it's all of those things combined. It's like that movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Have you seen that? No. Okay, it's like all about how little decisions or little, like, occurrences in your life, like how you choose things, like it transforms your entire life into, and there's like all these different realities, but like the one you're presently in is the one that like you're choosing and that you're meant to be in. Wow. And I feel like there's been so many little things that have like led you to this path and that like this is your highest highest path oh thank you really interesting thank you (laughs) yeah that's so cool um I guess like from the beginning like how did you know how to run a business where did you learn this information it seems like you're just very go-getter figured out myself like have to make this work like we talk about how like there's for us, like we don't really have a plan B, like what we're doing now is our plan A and like, that's it. And like, it has to work. So it's like, we give it our all because, you know, failure is essentially not an option. And like, we're so passionate about what we do that like, we will figure it out no matter what. And like you said, you're like, I had to get a job at a coffee shop for a little bit, like, you know, and just really like grind. And I feel like that's such a special trait in entrepreneurs or people who work for themselves because it's like, they're able to swallow their pride and like not like think that working at a coffee shop is too low for them. Like they're willing to like literally do whatever it takes. And I feel like that's so inspirational. Um, What are some business tips that you could potentially share with our audience that, you know, got you where you are today or kind of how did you make it from like point a to now like uh, yeah what are some tips you could share okay yeah no I definitely like so I I like did the coffee shop like I said then I was working like as a server and then I honestly have to say like the number one thing is like removing ego from this whole entire experience and especially in the beginning and that's something that I'm literally still struggling with every day like it's like I don't know, like we all think that we should be somewhere different than where we are. And it's like you Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you literally just have to be so grateful for where you are, because when Mm -hmm. you think back a year, five years, you know, six years, seven years, like think of how how far you are, you know, and and so removing ego, I have to say, is like number one, like there was there were times like I remember leaving it was leaving, it was either the coffee shop or the bar. And I was like, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to support myself. And it didn't work out. And I ended up having to go back. And it was like, oh shit, like I can't afford to do this. Like in California, like, you know, off of my art, right. You know, at this point, like building a brand, like I don't have investors. I don't have, you know, financially like family backing me up on any of this stuff. So it's like, it is so hard. And so I would just say, you know, like you have to basically compartmentalize two different things. Like you have your passion and then you also have your like, you have your survival. So like, just make sure that you nurture the survival no matter what that looks like so that you can be the best at your passion. And so when going back to the coffee shop or the bar or whatever it was, it was like, you know what, is, I have to obviously survive first and foremost. And so focusing on that and knowing that that's going to be okay, that helps me be better at what I'm passionate about. And, and compartmentalizing that and the fact that like, okay, when I go to work, yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to be doing this. Like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. But at the same time, like, I have to do it to survive. And that is okay. Because nothing is easy, yeah. you know? Um, 
And then I would say, you know, other tips would be just not giving up. Again, you know, when we look back at our lives and we're like, oh my gosh, feeling like we're not supposed to be, you know, where we should be further than where we are right now. But if you keep going and not giving up, just think where you'll be in a year, two years and three years. And doing this entrepreneurial journey is not easy. It is the, I think it's the hardest thing to do, honestly, because there mm-hmm. is no, there's nobody telling you what to do, how to do it. There's no paycheck. There's no, the salary, like there's nothing, there's nothing that is like concrete and defined. Everything that is, you must create. And so um, I just think that all of the times that I've wanted or thought of giving up, I can't believe that like, you know, in a month I'm going to Paris again because I didn't give up, but I almost gave up, Mm -hmm. you know, like I almost gave up three months ago when Instagram crashed on me. Like I questioned it all the time. So I think just keep going because you will create something beautiful if you just, if you just keep believing and, and trying and doing it. Yeah, we talk about like consistency is so important and even through the ups and downs, especially with social media and Instagram and algorithms, like there's always going to be those ups and those downs and like that's what we feel kind of separates those who make it versus those who don't is that it's those who continue to push forward regardless because they are so passionate about what they do. And my fiance asks me all the time, like, would you ever quit Instagram? Like, would you ever like just not do it? And I'm like, I literally would do it for free forever. Because, like, <laughs> I love it so much. And like, I feel like sometimes people feel like they like have to post because that's just like how you be successful and like whatever but like I truly enjoy posting so much love styling outfits like just love every aspect about it and it's always so fun and brings so much joy so it's like I feel like it's like again feel so blessed that I found that and it's so important to find that passion that you're just so you have such a fire for because then it makes all of the not fun stuff like we're talking about worth it and like that's what keeps you going because you're like okay I have to do this thing so that I can make my passion work absolutely and and be a success and then obviously you make it so yeah I feel like that's really good tips yeah, super good tips. Love the ego one. I'm like, wow, that was a really good reminder, honestly. Oh, yeah. And that reminds me, like, that's another thing that I've recently started to embrace more, I feel like, is to just know that we are always learners. We're mm-hmm. always learning. We're never going to be at the point where we're, like, done learning. Like, that's it. There's no more knowledge. Like, Absolutely. we're done. Like, we are always, always learning. So it's like, you know, like you said, sometimes you want to quit and give up, but there are just things that you can always be learning and improving or trying new things or whatever it is. But just seeing yourself as like a constant learner, I feel like is a good way to kind of get through those low periods Mm -hmm. because then that's what you take that as like, okay, like I'm just going to learn more right now. I'm going to educate myself right now while, you know, while things are slow or whatever the situation is. Absolutely. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, okay. Love the business tips. How, because you said you evolved your brand and then you changed it to your personal brand because you want to elevate it yourself. How do you set boundaries for yourself then for personal life and work? Because Danielle and I struggle with (laughs) finding that line and that balance and it's hard. So what are some things that you do to maybe help with that? Especially because your brand, well, kind of like our brands is like our name Mm -hmm. and our face. So it's like, it's kind of like you are the brand. Yeah. So how do you take, how do you, how do you draw that line? Oh, oh girl. Um, Okay. So that is definitely difficult. I would say. Um, just regulating, regulating my, um, phone intake, my data intake is, is very helpful. Like as far as like in the mornings and at nights, um, because otherwise, you know, it could be on, I could be on, I could be working literally like, just like you guys, like 24 seven, like we never, ever, ever stop. And, um, I would say that, Um, just giving yourself grace. I give myself grace, which is kind of a new lesson that I'm learning and, um, trying to, you know, teach myself that because I don't have to be on all the time. I don't have to be on all the time. It's a choice. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I'm human. 
Like that's, I have an intern right now who says that to me often. He's like, um, don't forget you're a human being. And I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> a plus intern. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, it's it, like, we're all flawed. We're not perfect. Like we can't always keep going. And so I think just, you know, again, setting these like routines and structures for myself as well. That's like, I have a very, very, um, detailed morning routine and I do not start work until a specific time. And so that is no Instagram. That is no emails. That is no text messaging. Like that is like nothing until a certain time every day. That is when I start. I, and I meditate and I, you know, I read and I do other things in the morning after I take my son to school that like ground me. And then I start work and I do work until, you know, my son basically comes home from school and then there's an evening routine. And then I'm also trying to get off my phone, like scheduling whatever work has to get done, doing those things before a certain time at night so that then I turn it off. I turn off work. I turn off the brain, you know, so to speak and, and decompress. So I found that those just having those routines and sticking to those are really helpful and then grace and being reminded that I'm a human and I don't have to be on all the time. <laughs> I love that. I, I feel like that's I'm so taking good. notes right now. I know. Same. <laughs> I would love to be in the position where I don't wake up, roll over, and I'm just immediately working on my phone. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm taking mental notes. Okay, good. It, um, I will <laughs> say that I'm older than you ladies and it's taken a long time to get to that point. <laughs> so give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. You yes. just got to set the intention and then just like a muscle, you start working it and practicing and then you'll find Love that. more peace. Totally. Okay. I feel like that kind of relates to burnout as well. Cause like that could definitely help prevent burnout. Is there anything you do separately to prevent burnout? Cause I feel like as creatives, like we do go through those phases where it's like, you just create, 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 create so much. It's like what we constantly do. Yeah. And then you just are kind of like, am I inspiring people still? Like, am I putting out good content? Like I don't have new ideas. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. So like, how do you deal with burnout, especially because like you're a brand and I feel like that's almost even bigger than kind of what we do to deal with burnout. Yeah, no, I mean, I burnout is so real and so such a, such a good question. And I would say like, one of the things I was experiencing it yesterday. So it's very fresh that you're asking me this right now because um, I'm getting ready for Paris and I'm also a newly like single mom. And I actually didn't have my son yesterday and the day before. And I was just like literally full on just like 15 hour, 16 hour, 17 hour days. And in order to like, and I'm ready to burn out. I'm like, I am done. Like I have been working so hard on all these things that are about to happen. And what I do is just try to stay really in tune with my body and um, my mind. And I'm like, I take conscious breaks of like outside. You need sunlight. You need to go outside. You need to go for a walk. Take the dog for a walk, whatever it is, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, get off of your phone. Because just mm-hmm. like you guys, like we're on our, we're running our companies or businesses, whatever it is off of our phones. So it's just, it's not healthy. And so, um, fresh air, sunlight, greenery, you know, all of those things definitely help. Then taking breaks of like, okay, I'm going to set the timer for an hour and I'm not going to go in my office <laughs> and literally like, yeah. just like, you have to like lock yourself out <laughs> of your office. <laughs> literally just for just right now because it's also like for me it's like the single mom thing I'm like if I don't have my my son right now like this is go time for me I have to take advantage of every single second minute I have because I do want to be the best mom when he's around but then like if I have this extra space or extra time I need to like get as much done as possible right now too so um So all of those things, again, back to that morning and evening routine, it totally helps with the burnout. Like I can't even tell you how much that changed my life implementing that because yeah, if you're, when, when we wake up and the first thing we do is like screens, it's, it just like, I was getting terrible anxiety. I wasn't able to sleep. Like I my body forced me to like create those systems 
because I was going down a path that was really unhealthy and my body was, was basically shutting down because of it. So, um, so yeah, yeah. when I look at my screens too much, I get nauseous Mm -hmm. and that is my body saying, um, please get off your phone, get off your computer. And like you said, go touch some grass, go take a walk, get some sunshine. Absolutely. (laughs) So I totally relate to that. Absolutely. And then I would say too, with burnout, just take breaks, like literally nothing is going to happen that is going to change your life like entirely in a week. Okay. If you have to take a break and get re-inspired, take a freaking break because don't put out mediocre content. Like that's the other thing that I'm trying to do is like, if it's not good enough and it's not up to caliber for a brand, like I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do it. And I'll wait Mm -hmm. until something's so much better where I do feel inspired and passionate. And then I put that out. So that too. Love that. I feel like those are really good tips and our audience will really love that because I feel like we all kind of go through these things. And then especially with growing and expanding and like building our businesses, have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? And like, especially with expanding your team, because Danielle and I recently, we both hired assistants this year and we talked about how like at sometimes it's like, do I even like need an assistant? Like I could do these things myself. Like, do I, am I worthy of an assistant? Do I deserve it? Have I worked hard enough? Is my business good enough? You know what I mean? Like just those like questions that kind of like sit in the back of your head. Have you ever experienced that? Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Of course. I think we all do. We're like, again, it goes back to that human thing where we're just like, um, yeah. Am I worthy? That's, I feel like as women too, we struggle so much with that of just, um, you know, the self-love and, and feeling like it's okay to ask for help. And, um, so yes, I have absolutely dealt with imposter syndrome and I think that I will continue to, like, there will always be flare-ups of like, you know, even just doubting and questioning yourself and feeling like, do I deserve this? Or, you know, is it okay that I'm asking for help? Um, I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, we are so, you know, determined and passionate to do things ourselves. And then we also get frustrated because we're like, okay, I could just do it myself. You know, that whole like dialogue with yourself. And you're like, okay, I could do that and I could do it faster and like blah, blah, blah. But like, no, like, you know, we need to let people into our lives that are going to help us and elevate us and grow with us. And, um, I think that's super healthy and, um, and we all deserve it. We all deserve help. So it'll only get us to the next level. A good reminder, especially for the Capricorn girlies out there (laughs) who just love Mm -hmm. to work, 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 and just want to do everything like to just like accept that help like because you can actually grow more by having help yeah definitely that prevents you you're so right Uh, (laughs) okay and then last question before we switch gears really quick is can you give any give the influencers listening just advice on following their dreams or just starting a business and overcoming any hardships along the way um sure so i mean i guess you know, based on kind of the things that, that we talked about already in the podcast, it's just, you know, um, don't let your ego get in the way and of your passion and, you know, remind yourself like overnight success is, is not reality. Even if you think you see it, you know, it's, it's not reality. Like people, it's, it's just so crazy. Um, there, I have a story that is very relevant to this, but you know, the whole Cardi B thing that just happened. So to tell your listeners, yes, if you guys didn't see Aaron Vader, Cardi B wore Aaron Vader's jewelry. Um, and it went viral video where she threw a microphone at someone. I know you guys have seen it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's the backstory. So the point of the story though, is that, um, those bangles she wore bangles and she wore earrings and this was literally like this moment just happened it's so fresh for me it was like just a couple weeks ago 
But when I was looking through all that content and all the stuff that happened and I saw the jewelry designer that of the earrings that she was wearing, like I tell you ladies, like I remember this was literally like 17 years ago, that same jewelry designer that my bangles were next to on Cardi B was the jewelry designer that I wanted to be when I grew up. Alexis I just got Batar. the biggest goosebumps. Do you know Alexis oh Batar? Oh my Yes. Okay, Alexis Batar. Like and I'm like, "Oh, like I literally had like collages like what you guys see here." Like oh of Alexis Batar to me was like, "Oh my god, like someday when I grow up, I want to be as big I know. as Alexis." And um and yeah, I, and I just can't, like, I'm still processing it. I still can't even believe because to me, that's just such a, like, a lesson of, like, holy shit, like, 17 uh, years just later. That's like a sign from the universe <laughs> saying, like, you You're did it. Right you path. kept going. Yeah. Like this is the sign to keep going and like you're doing the right things and just like it's so crazy how things like that fall together like that's insane like there's no way that is luck that is not chance like that is fully meant to be like that's Mm -hmm. just like a crazy full circle moment that like the universe is just like clapping for you because that's so insane I mean but I just I'm telling it because it's that is that's the story that like that's the answer yeah. is that you just keep going because I would never in a million years have ever thought that that would happen to me in these past 17 yeah. years but like it literally just happened and like and then yeah that's a sign like okay I must be doing something right love that wow love that, that is so insane and so crazy and kind of leads into our next little section to talk about is paris fashion week so you guys last year aaron did a fashion show in paris if you remember i was trying to go to paris like last second <laughs> stories trying to find someone to go with me like literally booked it a week before and it was so crazy and so fun so she's actually going back this year which is so insane so how do you even break into that like do you are you reaching out to people are they reaching out to you like what does that look like sure so I and I've done a few fashion weeks and I have always got invited so they've reached out to us and I mean again you know use your platforms like it was probably through social media you know that I was discovered by producers and other brands and whatnot so um, we've done like I said I kind of launched it in San Diego and then I've done New York and Miami swim week a couple times and then the Paris uh, moment was yeah has been absolutely amazing like I never in a million years would have would have even dreamt that this could be a possibility because it just seemed so out of reach to me and so Mm -hmm. we got invited last year and it was absolutely incredible and then got reached out again um, to show this year and yeah, it's just something that you don't say no to. <laughs> you say yes to Paris. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's really exciting because I'm I'm launching this Everyday Armor collection, which Everyday Armor has been my hashtag for my brand. But now I got the opportunity with enough time to really design a collection that represents what that means to me. And so I'm so excited that it's going to be launching in Paris because it's our first ever all-inclusive gender neutral collection. So we're going to be introducing men's and unisex and obviously women's because we do that so, so much, but um, it's going to be incredible. I can't wait. And like your previous shows that were not Paris, you were kind of adding jewelry to other people's like fashion designs, right? Whereas like Paris is like, fully you like you have to do the whole process like you have to like find the models and like yeah like um dress them yes we do all the styling it's insane yeah and I remember 
last year too, like with the show, like jewelry is almost a little harder because yeah, you have to style the model, but then you have to like get the jewelry on them and off of them as well <laughs> as the clothes. And it's not just clothes, quick change. Like it's like you have to pull all the rings off the earrings and those have like little pieces and the clasps on the necklaces. Like that is so insane. Um, <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most this year like what's yeah what are you excited about? oh my god okay all I'm of it? yes all of it I'm so excited like I'm okay I'm, I'm so excited because this is the first time we'll have um men and gender neutral yeah. um people on the runway to represent my brand which mm-hmm. is so exciting I can't wait I don't know what that's gonna look like yet um but we're getting the models. We should be getting our model pool today. And then I get to start picking and choosing. Exciting. So I know it's yeah. so exciting. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm so excited about that part of it. Um, it just, it feels very, it feels like we're moving in the right direction. You know, like we've obviously been a, Absolutely. a women's jewelry brand for so long, but um, I, to do men's has been so much fun. And then also, you know, to represent just, all sides of, you know, really humanity has been just exciting and incredible. And it feels, it's very fulfilling for me too, as like an artist. And so then, um, I would say the next thing is that I'm so excited that is that it's the everyday armor collection, because again, it, it's telling the story of our brand. And then, um, last but not least would be my family's coming this year. And I'm so excited Aww. because, um, that is so exciting. yeah, they didn't get to make it last year and this year they will. And it's, um, I'm just super close with my family and family comes first in everything I do. And so, um, for me to be able to show them my work and what I do, because it's, you know, it's just so like, wow. they don't understand. Like, I'm sure you guys have that too with your family. They're like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, um, lots of things. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Where yeah. do I even begin sort of thing? So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. So that'll be amazing too. And you guys are coming. So I'm yes, so excited. I would not that. be more excited. Seriously. It's going to be so incredible. I feel like my jaw is going to be on the floor the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so freaking excited to see everything. Um, so, so excited. Cool. Is there anything you can like give us like a sneak peek or tell us about the collection? Or are you keeping like tight lip until it launches? No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to share like a few things. Um, so basically it is, it's the pyramid collection, the everyday armor pyramid collection, and it celebrates the sense cool. of harmony and unity within each one of us. And the period pyramid design, it represents like all of the lessons that we have already successfully completed and then as you know like the pyramid goes up and then it basically symbolizes like the person who we're going to be and trying to become so sort of like an onward and upward moment and um yeah it's going to be incredible and so we have that collection and then we're also introducing our first ever luxury line which is also part of that collection, but just on a luxury level. So I'm so excited, you guys. I can't wait for you to see it. You're going to love it. It's so incredible. So just the stones we're using, and it's just, it's so chic and, like, elevated and edgy and simple. So Alyssa, like, those Renaissance hoops where it's just, it's just so clean and simple. And, you know, and, like, but yet, like, speaks so loudly, like, when you put it on as, like, an accessory. So... Um, loving that, loving it. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. So cool. I've always amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I just like, don't even know how you come up with these ideas year after year after year, (laughs) but you do like so crazy. I was going to say like, does it come to you when you meditate Um, or like in your dreams? Yeah. Like it comes (laughs) all the time. (laughs) It's like in all all the different forms. I just love like yeah like even just like working I love out the meaning behind the pyramid oh thank you so much I'm so excited about that that's like it, it feels very good I love it it just feels very strong you know so um and symbolic to just even you know my life and this year and everything so um right like everything we just talked about absolutely so crazy absolutely I feel like I've always wanted to ask a fashion designer this so how do you know the trends? Because I feel like with runway shows and everything, like all these designers are always like, you know, they start the trends and they're coming with these ideas. But like, 
where do they get the trends? Like, how do they know what's going to be popular in a few years? Like, that's so crazy to me. Yeah, no, it is. It's very, very interesting. Um, and I have done, so you can find a lot of information on Pinterest if you were to, like, you can even, like, find, so researching um, these, basically, they're trend um, forecasters. And they create, honestly, like, these decks that you can find on Pinterest that'll be, like, years in advance. So um, it's very, what's the word? I don't know how to explain it. Um, You know, it seems very structured almost. But, you know, as a creative, I think you guys would be able to read through it and see some of the stuff that that you would understand and then see translated into trends. And then the other thing is, you know, um it's important to know that like for accessories and for jewelry, like trends, they're, they're not as fast of trends as we see in like the fashion world. So like, um, you know, fashion trends hit and then they will fade much faster, but jewelry sometimes like we like bangles, for instance, we saw bangles like three years ago on the runways. And now like they're literally just starting to like surface as like a trend in ready to wear. So that makes my job honestly easier because I can look mm-hmm. to runway, high level runway and see things and be like spot things like, okay, I know it's coming. So let's get ready. Right. You know? So it's kind of like you have a trained eye mm-hmm. to like watch those shows because those shows are, are accessible to anyone. And I love that now you can watch the live stream of the shows and like some of them mm-hmm. are so like detailed and cool. Like one of my favorites to watch is Jacques Mousse. Like I just love the settings. I love the details that go into it in terms of just like the full environment. But mm-hmm. then with like details and actual pieces, I love watching Chanel because they have so much on. You have to stare at the look for like a couple minutes to like pull out, like, like you said, the jewelry, the sunglasses, the bags, the shoes, and like yes. to the untrained eye, like that's just a full look. They don't really see the individual details, but like for us, that could be like a fashion trend. And for you, that's like jewelry trends and like what's, you know, like you said, going to be trending in a couple years. So that's so crazy to think about. And I feel like that's such a good place for inspiration too. That's a little more unique. And like, if you're trying to kind of get in front of the trends that's like a really good resource yeah definitely it's so fun it's like a puzzle you know it's like figuring it out like it's it's just a challenge to look through all of that and be like "Ooh, okay what's standing out you know yeah well we're so excited for paris fashion week this year it's gonna be so much fun can't wait to see the collection it's i know it's gonna be amazing and before we wrap up you guys aaron fader has recently been featured on so many stunning celebrities (laughs) so i just want to go over that really quick because first of all congratulations that i feel like is such a huge milestone a huge accomplishment like that is honest that's like goals honestly like that's so freaking cool so how does that even happen like how do you get a celebrity to wear your jewelry are you just sending to them in hopes that they'll wear it are they asking you to wear it like what how does that work that's so cool yeah so it's there's a bunch of different ways that it can work and it has happened for us but one of like the main thing is like you know people hire pr agencies to help them with celebrity relations and celebrity placements and things like that and um for accessories the way that it works is like we actually um we have basically like a showroom that we work with. It's a PR showroom. And so stylists come to them and then they look at all the pieces and they pick what they love and then they put it on their clients, their celebrity clients. So that's like, that's how it works. Like in, you know, in mostly I would say for a lot of brands. And then we also have like, you know, for the Cardi B thing, that was completely organic. Like their stylist, Cardi B stylist, um, Colin, he reached out to us and was like, we need jewelry, like we need jewelry for Cardi B. Can you send it to us by tomorrow? (laughs) And literally, and like, we like everything we like every life stops, you know, for Cardi B, you're like, holy shit. Okay. Everything has to go on the back burner. And like me and, um, Kat, my assistant here, she, we were just like literally going through jewels, like 
polishing everything, like packaging it up, like it was sweating, like hoping that I could make it to oh the post office in time. Cause like we had such a hard deadline and if we didn't make it, like we would lose that opportunity. So, um, so that's also how it can happen. And it's exciting when it does. And then, and I will say, you know, we didn't really talk about this a lot during the podcast, but I do want to just like mention like how important relationships are in everything that you yeah. do. And I think that that's something that like, you know, how you treat people is so important and just any connections that you have, like, just remember that like, you never know what could come back from that. And we just had an experience happen with a celebrity that we haven't launched, we haven't released yet, um, but we're just waiting for her to wear it. And it was just a random relationship that I would never in a million years have thought that this opportunity would have come from, but like, She's like, hey, like so and so, like wants your jewelry, and we're like, oh my god, like okay, yes. So I'm so excited to find <laughs> out who it is. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! Every day we're That's just so like, exciting. is this the day? Is this the day? So um, it is very exciting. So you just like wait for them to post, and yes. like you don't really know, and it, but you like know it's coming, but you just kind of have to like be patient and just like wait for it yes (laughs) wow oh my gosh okay so like what are who are some of your favorite celebrities you've been featured on so far um so favorite let's see here I would say um yeah I love Cardi B I just think that's she's hilarious and so iconic and amazing the funniest Um, video truly yeah that was great so then um, we were on, we just got on Carrie Underwood, which is, she wore her, our disco ball earrings and we haven't even released oh that God. yet. So that just happened like two days ago um, for the Grand Ole Opry. Wow. Um, and then let's see here. Um, so we had like, we got on Doja Cat. That was really exciting. Um, that was for Time Magazine's wow. 100 Most Influential yeah, People. I think that one was like one of my favorites of yours so far. Yeah. That was like so cool. Like saw that and was like, whoa. Like, yeah, that was insane. Amazing. And just her interview, she's wearing it. And like, I don't know, like it, it was just like from an artist like standpoint to hear her as an artist, like that was just really, really neat, like right. special. Um, and then, yeah, we just got in um, Harper's Bazaar um, in the Vietnam issue, which I'm obsessed with. I don't know if you saw that on our Instagram, but it's yeah. just such a cool Stunning. shoot. It's beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. So. Oh, my gosh. So you're like Aaron Feeder jewelry design, like celebrity jewelry, de- jewelry design. Now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. You're funny. Okay, and like if if there was like one celeb or dream person to wear your jewelry, just that like come to Jesus moment, like oh my gosh, like I've made it. This is all I've ever wanted. Like, who would that person be? Like, what is like your ultimate goal slash manifesting to put that out into the universe right now? Yes. Okay. So my manifestation moment would be Anine Bing. I am obsessed obsessed with her I love her I I think her story her artistry her brand like my goal is to be the Anine Bing of the jewelry world and I just love what she does with the you know affordable luxury pieces I want to do that in the jewelry space and I just think that you know her family is so beautiful she's so beautiful like she's just so creative and artistic and that would just be a dream for me that would be like a moment of you know you're killing it sort of thing and then also I also love um do you know who Kelly Wheelster is she's a um interior designer and she has her own brand and again it's just another creative woman who is just a boss and amazing and inspiring to me so those are the kind of like women that I want wearing my work I love that it wasn't like a typical celebrity that you would guess. Like you weren't like Ariana Grande. Or, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like I love that was like such a deep, thoughtful yeah. answer. And like, yeah, that was that was really inspiring, honestly. Like now I'm like, okay, I need to dig deeper with the answers <laughs> and really, really think. And like 
I feel like that's just so good for your business, obviously, because like, you know what you want, you know what you're striving for. Like you just Mm -hmm. like you have this vision and you are just executing along the way and like making these happen, these things happen, which is so cool. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience? We always like to give you know, people space to, if you just want to say anything, you don't have to. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, you guys can all find me. Um, the best place would be on Instagram at Aaron Fader jewelry. Then, um, the website, if you want to look at the work is Aaron And I also created a discount code for your listeners. So, oh my gosh, so exciting. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's I N F L com 20 and i'm sure you guys can for like influence community 20 so you guys um for 20 percent off your first purchase online so you can hopefully fall in love with the work too oh my gosh i love that too and real quick you guys like we are in our like investing in quality jewelry era and not pieces (laughs) that just like tarnish and you have to throw away and i feel like Aaron Fader's jewelry is like really good where it's affordable. It's like not too crazy expensive. You know what I mean? And it's pieces that'll last so long. I have chains that I've worn for years, like ear cuffs, earrings, like everything. And it's like unique. And I feel like no one really has jewelry that looks like yours and like people don't dupe it either. So it's like, I don't know. I just love it so much. Usually I have at least one piece on my body, like always wearing something Aaron Fader, obviously my ring too. So (laughs) there's that. Forever Forever Aaron (laughs) Fader. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. We know you're so busy and you have so much going on. And I feel like you shared so many good tips, tricks, advice, insight for our audience. And I just know they're going to love this episode. So thank you. And cannot wait to see you in Paris. Cannot wait to see you (laughs) ladies in the flesh in Paris. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.